What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I know you're tired of talking about the game, but it's just one more, right? One more co-host who is going to give the insights from the perspective of a new blood. He's been part of some new wave of good college basketball. I want to get his insights on a classic matchup between North Carolina and Duke. Coach K's final one. It could be his final game ever or his final two games ever. And that's still just crazy to think about. And Hubert Davis is just getting started. So many storylines to talk about, but more importantly, we're just ready, you know, for two good games of basketball. We have earned it after a hard fought season here in the ACC. So let's get into it with Jersey Drake. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Jersey Drake Friday. Every single Freestyle Friday, we get down, we make it really fun, we get you some betting action, we make sure that you have an enjoyable experience before you head off into the weekend and get your money up. Or maybe, you know, you stay down. But that's okay. You stay down so you come up, period. We are going to talk all things Carolina and Duke. And more importantly, I'm going to add a little women in there because we got to make sure our ladies are doing well in Minnesota. Those Louisville Cardinals, they're holding it down for the ACC. They'll face off against South Carolina, a former ACC member, you know, way back in the day. They are going to have a big battle going out there, or up there, I should say, rather. And I'm pretty excited about it. But other than that, Jersey Drake, how are you feeling? We're feeling good. We're feeling good, Cass. And you were right about that. You know, whether you're, you know, you're up, you know, well or you're down bad, you know, they call it gambling for a reason. They call it winning. So uh yeah, I feel good though hanging out of this Friday to be a little chill and ready for some uh good basketball on Saturday. A hundred percent. So all both teams, or well, I should say all four teams, I only check out the ACC teams, have made it to New Orleans. They're getting ready for what will be a very exciting weekend of basketball. Villanova and Kansas take off first because we all know you've got to build up the anticipation of Coach K in the primetime spot and having Hubert Davis there as well. So at 849-ish, depending on how the Villanova and Kansas game go, North Carolina and Duke will face off for the final time this season, the third time they have met. And Coach K's record, 50-49. and 49. The points are so close. Every time they meet, is a nail-biter. Anxiety at an all-time high if you're from North Carolina. But as a, a new blood, we'll love to get your opinion on this game and either how excited you are about it or you're kind of just like, eh, another day in the life of a Final Four in NCAA tournament history. So I treat the NCAA tournament a little bit differently than most people, uh, primarily because I always say that if you go hard into the tournament, I don't care if you're the 68th ranked team or the first ranked team, typically the best basketball team overall might not win the entire thing, right? And I think right now you're seeing with two teams that showed flaws out throughout the entire season, you know, with UNC, also said, you know, you discussed it like at length about hustle because like they weren't tough enough and then Duke were, they would have these random games where they just, fumbled the bag and it just now seems what we're seeing is two flawed teams from a conference that a lot of people thought was down are st- like still finally somehow made even i mean they are blue blood but i mean I, i'm just hoping for a great game and that's something like you know it's something that i want to see for my own program come basketball basketball season especially after the sort of the, the disappointment we saw this past year and to me just it's it is probably the, one of the greatest rivalries in all sports and i ain't gonna lie to you i'm also intrigued because i would love to see i didn't know until you just said that that if coach k loses the game He'll be 500. And you know what? That would be hilarious. 
to actually witness that on live TV. Yeah, no doubt about it. I the emotions from both sides are going to be insane. Whether it's super excited and jubilous, or you're going to have somebody just heartbroken and downtrodden. Either way, to me, I think North Carolina is going to be fine. They'll recover, right? They have Hubert for how many more years? Like it, it'll work, and we'll go on about our way. But for Coach K and Duke, I think those those tears would be outrageous. But I'm so glad you mentioned a point about calling this team a little bit soft because Armando Baycott was at the presser today and he called out veteran analyst Jeff Goodman for calling his team soft. And he was like, yeah, I remember that. And pretty much that was one of the, we took what you said and I took that personally, big old MJ in the meme and Mm -hmm. they've been rolling ever since. And I'm like, listen, I'm fine. (laughs) If you feel like I didn't want to be called soft. So that made me be a little bit tougher. Cool. Like if me saying you ain't got no heart made you go out and play like this, all right, I'm okay. I'll live with that because I mean, at the time, I only went off of what I saw and I felt like this team was struggling. So I'm not apologizing for it because I think when you are a grad, you tend to give a little more tough love. You're a little hard on the Knowles at times, right? You're hard, especially yeah. when it comes to football season. You can get a little bit like, all right, I'm, I'm done with the, the BS. But at the end of the day, if it makes your team better, I'm totally fine with that. So I'm I'm okay with, you know, Goodman's conversation because if it made those boys play like they're playing right now, fine by me. I mean, one of the best things, actually, we had a former FSU fullback, James Coleman, on the show. And mm-hmm. one of the things he talks about is that he, when he was there, he actually did the dumb thing of uh, going to read the message boards, actually, mm-hmm. while he was actually in school. And then he talked to his mom and then talked to his grandma. And his grandma was like, who, who told you to go read those things? <laughs> and basically, it's, at the end of the day, you, myself, Jeff Goodman, we're just people with a microphone, right? Absolutely. Our opinions should mean nothing to these kids. And quite honestly, they don't. Um, we're mainly here for you know the listener and the fan and probably venting their frustrations. So overall, like Armando Baycott, like I've been a big fan of you, but you know, like Candace said, when you go to the school, when you play for the school, like Candace did, when you give money to the school, to, like Candace did as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and especially when you continue donating after you leave, right. whether you're a booster, whether you donate for the alumni, like you you have a skin in the game because it's like it's a part of you because that's why we love that's why we love college football so much or college sports in general. It's like that's it's a closer feeling than professional sports. Yeah. And that's why we get hard on you. That's why we say certain things where we criticize you. It's not out of, you know, being out of being malicious unless you're one of those unreasonable fans. And then there's certainly them out there. We want, you know, the best for you because in the end it's the best for the program that we, you know, basically studied for, worked hard for and played for. So that's what we want at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we always want, I come from a place of love. I was having this conversation with another locked on AC or locked on uh, podcast network host. And we were just talking about fans short for fanatic. And I was on the radio the other day and we were just talking about what's enjoyable to like with fans. Like I love fans who get it right. At the end of the day, you want to see good product. You can criticize, but it's not going to make or break your day. You still got to go to work in the morning. The bills are still due on the first. You know, like you can still function. Some people, like I, when I was in school, I used to have a bad day. Like when Carolina lost, it was like, God, like I can't even, can't even sit right with me, right? Even in my early 20s, it was like, okay, I have to go to the grocery store. Probably don't put that Carolina hoodie on. Don't really want to have that kind of argument back and forth. Yeah, I'm in South Florida rocking this. You feel me? It's like, damn, I was like, yo, look at this loser over there, real quick. Man, <laughs> in five games and they won only eight games in two seasons. Damn, what this man doing right me? now, real quick. No, I feel that. 
Exactly. And so I appreciate people who are rational when it comes to their love and joy, because I saw this conversation like, oh, well, if you didn't go to a school, like I didn't know you uh, had to go to a school to be a fan. And I'm like, I love going back and forth with people in private who I went to school with because we can really unload. Right. But on the front surface, I tend not try not to engage with people who go to me, the people who go hardest usually did not attend said university. And I think it's just really, I don't understand that kind of fandom. Like truly in my heart, don't understand that. Because again, why are you making it affect you so much to where you're about to come to Twitter blows or you're about to go one-on-one with somebody off the strength of something that doesn't even, you don't even have ties with. I don't get it. In the words of a great UFC fighter, Khabib Nurmagomedov, semi-location. It is, no, you're right about that. It is literally the people that, like, listen, like, you can still be a fan of school if you donate to school. Like, that. that's, I listen, that's more power to you for that and everything yeah. else. But, like, you're right, though. It's, like, a lot of times where Miami fans, I'm looking at you. I'm joking. Kind of. <laughs> hey, hey. Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, no, but seriously, though, like, it literally is those fans that, you know, they didn't go there at all, period. And they, they literally like acting as if, you know, like, oh, you know, I did this and this, that, and that. And I'm just like, my man, you went to Palm Beach Community College. And Shout that's okay. And that's okay. But, no, like, seriously, that's how – it, it, it's weird. It's really, really weird. And I know short fans are a fanatic, but it's like you get to the point where like, don't be unreasonable at the end of the yeah. day. Like really, it's just a damn game. Yeah. Like said, your loved one's not leaving you. Okay. You still, your job isn't going to fire you. And like those two, and those two things typically should be the main concerns of for yourself and your family. So if, if, if the outcome of a sporting event where teenagers are dictating the outcome, Y'all need to chill out. I can talk about this for hours, but that's just my opinion. No, that, if, look, if you putting so much money on a game that is decided between 18 and 22-year-olds, that is your own damn fault. And I really have very little to no empathy for you. But I will say we are rocking and rolling here throughout this tournament. It has been quite the joy. More importantly, we all know that when we're watching March Madness games, we got to have some snacks because it's a long day and night. And so I want to make sure you guys are equipped with a really good, healthy treat. And that is Built Bar Puffs. If you haven't tried them yet, you are certainly missing out. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. They got some churro, cinnamony at that, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, all delicious, all 100% covered in real chocolate. Yes, even including those puffs, 130 calories. It'll definitely be something that you and your friends can enjoy as you're watching these final four matchups between the men's and women's tournaments. They'll make it delicious here at Built Bar, and they'll figure out how to make it healthy. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order again, lock15 at built.com. Say that 30 times fast as we're rocking and rolling with Drizzy Drake here of Locked on Seminoles. And we are talking about Final Four. Make We got to give predictions because that's the whole reason why people have you here on this show. How we got here, Duke. I had a great conversation with JJ Jackson talking about this team, not having the best home record, but definitely love the villain role as they, you know, matriculated throughout the season in their away games. And listen, I ain't going to hold you. I didn't think Duke would be here. Happy they are because we can get the Duke people to just shut up about it. Like, but on paper, Duke was supposed to be here. I don't know why it's a shock. The way they're they played. <laughs> No, they're not on Yeah, the way they played made me say, okay, what's going on? But on paper, yeah, this is kind of how it's supposed to go. Congratulations. 
Y'all did your job. That's literally what it was. It's you know what this energy reminds me of? Oh, little old Clemson. We know Dabo Sweeney over there in the football thing. It's the same yes. damn energy. And yeah. it's honestly annoying. Like, listen, <laughs> y'all are a good basketball team. Sometimes you could be great. Own that. Don't be like, oh shucks. We found a way to, you know, to get past Texas Tech, Michigan State. We were we found a way each and every single damn time. Like, no, man. Like, you're yeah. you have a player that's gonna be drafted in the top three. Yeah, you have several players that will play in the NBA. Just let's just roll the roll it back a little bit. Like, y'all should be here and just like I'm not gonna give you roses for doing your own damn job and you're meeting your own expectations. Listen, play and be starters or not definitely not be two-way players. So I'm just confused as to what is the underdog story. It's it's never been that. And as a program, I would I know Coach K has never allowed y'all to have that kind of feeling about yourself. So we're not even doing I just let's not even play them games. But needless to say, the storybook ending of how it is all supposed to go. They're supposed to win the regular season, the ACC championship, like run the table. And then play their final game at home. Again, Cameron in front of all those alumni didn't come out how it was supposed to. And Coach K said, just wait on it. How classic of a speech will that be, though, if Duke's able to finesse this weekend and win the championship? That's wild to me. It would be perfect, honestly, for him. You got to I mean, respect it. You do, because, like, it's it's kind of like, you know, this isn't the real trophy, right? That's I mean, you see all the time in, in the NHL when the team wins their conference, no one touches it. Because yeah. as Kobe used to say, job's not finished. And then yeah. with Coach K with that, it's like overall, you always play to make be that one best team in the big dance. Like that's the most important thing for boosters, for your players, and also for your legacy too. And like I like we were saying, like Duke was supposed to be here and they held up their end of the bargain. I personally had them losing to Texas Tech because I thought they were a better defensive team. I thought they also were on the ropes and they found a way to fight back. Yeah. So to me, it's going to be like if that if he does end up winning it all, and I think you, you kind of said that if they lost the AC Conference uh, tournament that they would do this, that's going to definitely be probably the first thing spoken at like is a Hall of Fame ceremony is that li- that speech literally right there. Oh, yeah. The whatever highlight video anybody made is like, yeah, you got to run that one. That got to be the main clip to start the thing because the intro would be crazy and all of that good stuff. And listen, at the end of the day, as a neutral reporter these days, I'm happy for anybody who puts in work and is able to see the fruits of their labor. Because, I mean, why else do you compete? Why do you participate in sports? You want to win. So hats off to you if you do it. Now, on the flip side of that, you got Hubert Davis first starting out. No pressure, (laughs) allegedly. Everyone wanting him gone after five freaking games. You know, he's just like, he wasn't the guy. Had a whole show here with Tyler Aki talking about maybe he's just a good Batman. And maybe he's just a good Robin. He's not a great Batman. Maybe he's just a great assistant. And as much flack as I got for saying, like, I repent of saying he's too nice to be a coach. It wasn't from a negative space. It was just like, there are people that are called to do pour into people differently, right? Everyone has roles. Some people are really great at being assistant. I ain't gonna hold you. Some people are good figureheads where they have to kiss the babies and do extra whatever. I didn't know if Hubert was that. Shut me right on up, okay? He said, favor ain't fair. I can do what I gotta do. And now him and his boys are playing for the opportunity to be in a national championship game. Wild. But found this little tidbit out. They had a picture of the Superdome all season in the locker room. So they knew what was up. The rest of us just had to catch up. Did you think this Carolina team was even close to getting this far in the NCAA tournament? 
So I did have them. Remember, I had them beating Baylor. Um, okay, I, but beating I, Baylor is one thing. I said this far. Jersey but Jersey. I had them losing in the Elite, I believe. Actually, in, I okay. think every single one of my brackets. Um, yeah, I had UCLA and, winning the whole thing, so yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so to me, I had them the step back, but like I, I don't think any of us expected them to go this far and also to be this fun to watch. Like Every single game has been back and forth, and you just see the toughness. I mean, Brady Manic out there, too, just basically like, being kind of a, kind of the heartbeat, if you will, for a lot of you know your your pushes and shoving. And to me, this is you look at Hubert Davis when he actually was able to make it to the Final Four. I mean, I texted you like that man had me crying on my couch. I was crying <laughs> in the club when I saw that, and it just so shows me how much not only that he believed his players, but how the players like kind of rally behind him. And yeah. maybe maybe he did. Maybe they legit did listen to this show right here and be like, hey, you know, we're not soft, and we want to prove to you guys that we. We were able to do this, and also, like you said, they had the picture in the locker room all season long. And sometimes, you're, just because you're not loud about something, wanting it doesn't mean you actually, you know, are, are not striving to go get it. So, yeah. you know, real G movement sounds like the lasagna right there. So, to me, Ooh. that's something that, like, yes, keep it clean, keep it quiet, and that's the one you got to watch out for. And this is gonna, I'm, this is gonna be a really, really good game. <laughs> Come on, gyms. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited. I think for me, I'm level about it because I know this is Hubert's first and it absolutely won't be his last. Like, this isn't the last hoorah for him. This is just a stepping stone. And it seriously helped recruiting in the way with which you – the first, so you're like, okay, I don't know if he could be the guy. Now you're like, Carolina's Carolina. At the end of the day, the brand is the brand. Everyone's hype about it. They'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. He just needed a little bit of time. And the way, to me, Roy got the get back of all of y'all talking junk, now what? Y'all mad at my pick. Y'all mad at my secession plan. Now what? Like, what can, what can you say now? And to see a Hebrew boohoo crying, I was no good. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm about to, somebody's cutting <laughs> onions in this room because I'm about to cry too, Hubie. Like, I was just, I'm excited for them because I think at the end of the day, like I said, you put in the work and they absolutely did move in silence. They heard all of us. And like RJ Davis said, the Syracuse game where they had to grit it, grit it out and win was a game changer. I think the pit game where they had that very bottom of the barrel moment really changed things. And just the way they played, I think Brady Manning, like you said, he's going to be the difference maker. Like if he's fire, I think everyone rolls off him. Caleb Love, my God, please just, you know, I don't care if you shoot <laughs> from the logo. <laughs> just let that be the last option. Like don't. I don't know. I think it's just one of them where you just everybody has that one child, that one brother, that one friend that you just like, yep, yep, that's him. You know, like I'm not even gonna hold you. He's gonna do what he's gonna do, and you just pray that he just don't get hurt. I know Max right now listening to this and be like, Yep, that's Drake. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do wanna ask you this one question though. Yeah. Because you did bring in the like, you know, how Roy like handpicked Hubert to succeed him, right? Yeah. How many comparisons are gonna happen next year? when Coach K is gone and Shire's the one heading it up. And if he oh. doesn't match it, how much are people going to like scrutinize that pick of him actually being the next one? Well, I think because of how well he's recruited, they've given him more of a grace period. I think because of how he looks, they will give him more of a grace period. But he's earned the criticism to me with 
which how hard they've gone for Hubert in the whole succession plan energy. So I think when you start to see those games where those head scratchers, I think they're going to be a lot of internal. We'll see. He doesn't know how to do the rotation and he doesn't know how to like, you know, do the second half adjustments. Like that's going to come for him. And I'm almost like, okay, let me, let's see it because now y'all was talking all tough about Hubert not being the guy. What you can say now, it, it's hard to be in the first year period so to see Hubert doing this, it's not a regular thing. And I think that's the piece that a lot of people miss. How many first-year head coaches make the Final Four or win a national championship? There's literally you can count on your hands. Not that's only wild. that, you look at most succession plans in sports, they typically don't work out very well. I'm a big Manchester right. United fan, and Sir Ox Ferguson, who is hands down the greatest manager in history of football, chose David Moyes as a successor, and the man was fired in two years. Yeah. And you look over with Bobby Bowden, yeah, he picked Jim, Jimbo Fisher, but Jimbo Fisher left within the six-year span of him actually being there. Yeah. So then to me, you see what Hubert Davis is doing right now, it's really hard to come after someone that handpicked you. It's really hard to come after one of the greatest college basketball coaches in the history of the game and live up to those expectations. And the fact that we criticized him, everyone criticized him over and over again, he's still here. Yo, man's got stones. That man's been in my book. <laughs> Brass cojones. Okay, definitely so. I I completely agree. But not only did we have a great basketball game, too, rather, in the men's side, we've got a really good one here for the women. We'll talk about that in just a sec. But after months of playing college basketball, college basketball has determined that the top teams for the Final Four will determine the national champion this coming weekend. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. From the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it. BetOnline remains the great spot for sports development, including podcasts and reviews for all of the leagues. It's not just basketball, though. BetOnline is your continued source for all of the sport wagering information, live betting, and favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, your money's on the line. Who are you picking for, Carolina Duke? What's actually really funny is I actually placed my bet right now on the show, actually. Okay, what is it? I took uh, Carolina plus four. Ooh, we. And I took Carolina plus 164 outright to win the game. Okay, okay. I I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Yeah, that's I why know. I know the total. The total right now is a 151 and a half, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I hate taking more than 140 points in college basketball because yeah. it freaks me out. I also yeah. watch a lot of FSU basketball, and we don't score a lot of much points. So. <laughs> there you go. Lord, I ask, if you're going to have someone shoot a three and it be the final shot, let it be Brady. That's all I ask. That's my prayer. Like, I'm going to be in my closet this weekend. I ain't going to hold you. I ain't prayed for Carolina basketball all season, but I bet you my ass going to be in there today. Okay. Anyway, we can talk about the women, Louisville. Okay. They're hosting South Carolina in Minneapolis. Listen, I am such a Don Staley fan. It's not even funny. AP player of the year, Leah Boston. She is insane off the board. Can't even hold you. Uh, Miss Henderson is an insane guard, but you got Inksler, who is incredible as well. She has made you earn every bucket coming your way up for the Cardinals. Haley Van Lith, she's had a great tournament run. Louisville could, quiet as it you know is kept, has slid under the radar with all of this hype. Why not Louisville? I think they have a great opportunity here in front of them. I think they can, but I think I'm going to repeat what I said last week. 
I don't bet against Dawn Staley, and it's mainly because she has burned me numerous times in the past, and she's proved time and time again how great of a coach she is. She also, having Aaliyah Boston, who I think has averaged like almost 17 boards a game in this tournament, is absurd. Now, I mean, Louisville, they have Haley Van Leith. They also have Kiana Smith, who both are averaging, combining for about 26 points a game. Haley Van Leith also has like four straight games of 20 points or more. But like you said, South Carolina has Destiny Henderson. They also have Zia Cook, too, to help, you know, kind yeah. of balance that out a little bit. So, to me, I think the line right now from last check was minus eight and a half for South Carolina. Mm. I'll take Louisville to cover that because yeah. I do think Haley Van Life is she's that bad. She's that good. So, to me, let, I'm going to go with South Carolina wins game. Is it Haley Van Life or Haley Van Lith? I don't know. I'm asking. I don't, I listen. I'm, I read it phonetically. English ain't my first language, so I'm just gonna go with that until Haley. If you're listening to this, please, you know, send over the right. proper uh, pronunciation over to Twitter. You can see your handles down at the bottom, so you can, you can help us out with that. Baycott, Bacot, you know, whatever. Hey, hey, you taught me that. You taught me that. <laughs> we roll one good. Listen, I agree. You don't bet against Don Staley. And as much as he talked about this season, how in the promo video she wanted Aaliyah Boston to get an opportunity to smile instead of cry because she's the only player in the video who is crying and I just I think it's going to be a great turning but on the other end of that you know I think Stanford is nobody to sniff at they're definitely a squad who has earned their right here to play and UConn you know anybody I I think I might be an ABC girl I think I might be anybody but Connecticut because the way NC State got robbed in that game I'm still low-key bitter about it I'm still pissed though I've not I've truly and this is me watching Duke games, Carolina games. I have never seen such blatant miscalls in my life. Like, if you miss calls, you go in the back and you're like, ooh, that was a miss call. Like, da da da. I have never seen a girl get yapped and doing a layup. And it was like, all right, next play. Like, what? It was horrible, horrible officiating. I hope they get fired. I, don't, I hope they never coach or never ref another tournament ever again. <laughs> Ever. It was just that bad for me. So anybody but Connecticut for me, and I'm good money. Yeah, I think Stanford's going to win that game anyways. Yeah. I think that, that that game against NC State took out, took out a lot from UConn. And also, like you say, I'm a big believer in karma. And <laughs> even though if it ain't, you know, from your own doing, maybe if you had a little bit of extra help from the refereeing, because it was yeah. pretty damn bad. And as always, on Lockdown Samuels, we say, boo the refs because you know they get paid to do that and also they're not children so you don't feel bad about it so <laughs> for me i'm going with stanford with that and yeah. that's going to be i would love to see louisville you know go to the you know the championship game for the acc like i said you know Haley van list she's a bad woman on the court and but to me i think it's south carolina stanford and that probably will be the most entertaining game even though the best player that not namely a boston will be there in uh, page backers because she did will them yeah. back to in that game 100% agree. But I think for media's sake, Paige is the reason why they won that game. But that's neither here nor there. Ooh. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But anyway, ball don't lie. Every time that NC State would get a foul, the UConn girls would miss that free throw. So I'm just saying the stars are aligning for Sanford to get a dub. So, you know, and also, you know, Russell Wilson's sister, you know, Russell probably be in his prayer closet too. So here we are. But. <laughs> <laughs> Say all that. Sierra, she be not wait. Sierra be got them prayer prayers. Okay. She got them prayer prayers. So all I know is she backed herself a $150 million man. So whatever she's doing, I'm just asking God, I've seen what you've done for others. Go ahead and slide me $150 million, man. I'm good. All that to say, Jersey Drake, it's been a pleasure to have you here. 
<laughs> Hope that you have a great weekend watching college basketball. Please remind these folks of where they can find you, follow your work. I feel so broke after that statement. Folks, you can follow me at Tally <laughs> underscore underscore Drake. You can follow my co-host at Max Moody 17 You can follow yeah. the podcast at Knowles Anonymous. It's basically where we engage with our fans in our Discord, where we get themes for episodes for our mandatory mailbag Monday, and also where we do everything we can. And as always, we're fans first, people second, and podcasters third. And you know what, Louisville? Get done this weekend. Absolutely. Guys, come back on Monday because we will preview a very good national championship game between Duke and Carolina. It'll either be Duke and Carolina versus Kansas or Villanova. Who will it be? But it's a battle of the Blue Buds. It'll be fun nonetheless. Hope you guys have a great, safe weekend. Hopefully Louisville as well is in national championship game and we can talk about them some more. All good things to come your way. Follow the Locked On Podcast Network wherever you listen to podcasts. For Candace Cooper and Jersey Drake. Until next time.